Welcome to Seeking Alpha's Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Good morning. Today is Friday, March 25th, and I'm your host, Rena Sherbel. Our top stories today. Serious consequences for global food supply, end of globalization warnings, and Bayer reaches settlement. Leading today's news, as wheat and corn futures continue to surge, fertilizer prices ride the commodity boom, and some investors are reaping big gains. Compared with the nearly 6% year-to-date loss of the S&P 500, shares of the top three U.S.-listed fertilizer producers are having a tremendous year. Mosaic is up a staggering 70%, CF Industries ahead by 50%, and Nutrien up by 40%, and the first quarter is not yet even finished. The fertilizer shortage comes at a time when Northern Hemisphere producers are preparing for spring planting, this according to Ben Maddox, Director of Farm Operations for AcreTrader. That could reduce crop yields across the board, with some farmers not even able to get their hands on fertilizer. Supply shortages continue for ingredients like nitrogen, phosphate, and potash, while the crisis in Ukraine is compounding the problem, throwing a wrench into global food supply. President Biden declared after meeting with NATO allies in Brussels that with regards to food shortages, it's going to be real, adding that Russia and Ukraine were the breadbasket of Europe. The price of these sanctions is not just imposed on Russia, it's imposed on an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and the U.S. Biden also related that the G7 had discussions on ways to increase and disseminate more rapidly grain from America and Canada, while European nations were urged to end limitations on sending food abroad. The economic globalization seen since the end of the Cold War is, many say, coming to a close. This globalization relied heavily on the interconnectedness of national economies for cross-border movement of goods, services, technology, and capital. Protectionism and self-reliance, though, have stepped in, replacing free trade agreements and the promotion of economic liberalization. What started off as trade wars and increasing tariffs has morphed, into an outright rejection of the complex multinational supply chain, with pandemic restrictions exacerbating supply shortages and now the war in Ukraine endangering food and energy security. Economist Adam Posen, president of the Peterson Institute, said, It now seems likely that the world economy really will split into blocks, each attempting to insulate itself from and then diminish the influence of the other. With less economic interconnectedness, the world will see lower trend growth and less innovation. Oaktree Capital's Howard Mark said the availability of ever cheaper goods like cars, appliances and furniture produced abroad was a major contributor to the benign U.S. inflation picture in this quarter century. On the other hand, offshoring also led to the elimination of millions of U.S. jobs, the hollowing out of the manufacturing regions and middle class of our country, and most likely the weakening of private sector labor unions. The recognition of these negative aspects of globalization has now caused the pendulum to swing back toward local sourcing. Rather than the cheapest, easiest, and greenest sources, there will probably be more of a premium put on the safest and surest. BlackRock CEO Larry Fink added that the Russian invasion of Ukraine has put an end to the globalization we have experienced over the last three decades. We had already seen connectivity between nations, companies, and even people strained by two years of the pandemic. It has left many communities and people feeling isolated and looking inward. I believe this has exacerbated the polarization and extremist behavior we're seeing across society today. EU leaders have rebuffed Vladimir Putin's demand 
for natural gas payments to be made in rubles and even promised a retaliatory response to the latest maneuver by Russia. Italy's prime minister said it's a contract violation and contracts will be considered violated if Russia implements this condition. Europe gets about 40% of its natural gas from Russia, and it's already dealing with a fallout from skyrocketing prices this winter. The Federal Energy Regulatory Commission says it will delay requirements to consider greenhouse gas emissions before approving liquefied natural gas terminals and other gas projects after lawmakers complained the policy would harm the industry just when Europe needs the U.S. gas due to the crisis in Ukraine. Two guidelines FERC approved last month to consider greenhouse gas, environmental justice, and landowner issues before approving LNG projects will now be considered drafts, so said FERC Chairman Richard Glick. Under the new designation, the draft guidelines on projects will not apply to pending projects until FERC issues any final guidance. Moody's Investor Services said on Thursday it intends to withdraw its credit ratings on Russian entities, following similar moves by Fitch and S&P Global Ratings. The rating agency's parent firm Moody's Corporation suspended commercial operations in Russia earlier this month over Moscow's invasion of Ukraine. Earlier this month, CEN, the BBC, and Bloomberg, among others, halted news gathering in Russia after the country changed its law, punishing anyone spreading false information about the Ukraine invasion with up to 15 years in prison. Bayer has reached an $80 million settlement with Ohio to resolve allegations of environmental damage allegedly caused by PCBs manufactured by its Monsanto unit. Bayer has not admitted liability and said Monsanto never made PCBs in Ohio or discharged them in the waterways of Ohio, Reuters reported. Bayer acquired Monsanto in 2018 for $63 billion. Bayer is trying to resolve several suits related to PCBs made by Monsanto that were utilized in certain products made from 1935 to 1977 when Monsanto voluntarily stopped production. The U.S. government has barred the use of PCBs, which were utilized in insulating electrical equipment, paint, and carbonless copy paper, among other things, in 79 after it was linked to cancer. The report added that last week, a federal judge gave preliminary approval to a $648 million proposed class action settlement reached between Bayer and nearly 2,500 cities and local governments eligible as members of the class action suit. The members in the class suit have the option to agree to the settlement, object its terms, or leave and pursue their own case. Apple is reportedly working on a subscription plan to make owning iPhones and other hardware such as Macs similar to paying a monthly app fee, reported Bloomberg, citing people familiar with the matter. Apple shares moved higher on the back of the report, gaining nearly 1% to over $171. Apple did not immediately respond to a request for comment from Seeking Alpha, making the iPhone or other hardware products more akin to a monthly fee, may allow Apple to generate more revenue from the devices. It would also be a major shift away from its strategy where it sells its products for full price, though sometimes they can be purchased in installments via the Apple Card or via carrier subsidies. Bloomberg added that it would differ from an installment plan in that it would not be split into 12 or 24 monthly payments, but rather a set monthly fee depending on the device. Apple currently offers several subscription plans for its services, including Apple Music, Apple TV Plus, and iCloud Plus. The tech giant also offers an all-in-one bundle known as Apple One that puts together all of its services for one monthly fee at three different price points. On Wednesday, Wedbush Securities analyst Dan Ives said Apple was seen stellar 
iPhone 13 demand, while adding that the supply chain is also showing improvements. In a move that has the potential to be one of the most symbolic in its history, Uber will soon begin listing all New York City taxis on its app as a ride-hailing option for its customers. The partnership marks a form of peace between the nation's largest and most famous taxi fleet and the company that was set up to explicitly disrupt and change an industry that had operated virtually unchallenged for over a century. The partnership could also help Uber overcome a driver shortage in its biggest U.S. market when it goes into effect later this spring. Andrew McDonald, senior vice president of Global Mobility, said, It's bigger and bolder than anything we've done. All 14,000 of New York City's iconic yellow cabs will integrate their technological system with Ubers so that riders will be able to hail taxi rides as well through the Uber app. The company plans to make sure passengers are charged approximately the same rates for taxi bookings as they are for rides through the UberX ride-hailing option. With regards to how drivers are to be paid, a driver will see on their app how much they can expect to earn from the fare before they accept an Uber ride, giving them the ability to turn down a ride if they choose. Uber shares advanced 5% on Thursday, while Medallion Financial, which finances taxi medallions for drivers in New York and elsewhere, is up 2% pre-market. Don't forget to sign up for energy expert Michael Boyd's free live webinar on March 29th at 2 p.m. Eastern. Michael will discuss where gains of 50% or more lie in store for one specific subset of the undervalued energy stocks. Register now because space is limited. As of 6.20 a.m. today, global markets are mixed. As for U.S. futures, the Dow is up 0.1%, as is the S&P 500. Nasdaq is flat. Crude is down 1.4%, gold down 0.3%, and Bitcoin is up 2.7%. The 10-year Treasury yield is up 3 basis points to 2.37%, and look for Consumer Sentiment Report and Pending Home Sales Report at 10 a.m. Eastern today. That concludes today's Wall Street Breakfast. Thank you for listening. For the best investment analysis and news on the web, go to SeekingAlpha.com. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. You can sign up for our other podcasts, the Cannabis Investing Podcast and Marketplace Roundtable Podcast on those platforms as well. Have a wonderful day.